0: Hey, welcome back. This is Danielle Margraff, your host of Embodied Millions Podcast. I'm really happy and grateful that you're here. And I am actually recording this um, while drinking my morning coffee. It seems like usually I'm either drinking my coffee or I'm in the car or I'm walking. I'm walking... uh, you know in the trees we have a beautiful trail that's 5 miles long that is just a canopy of trees and flowers and so um my daughter loves to walk that path and so sometimes we do that together and sometimes not but um i always feel like there are lots of downloads come during that time but this morning i am cozy on my couch drinking my coffee and so wherever you are i hope that you're feeling the coziness and the support and the easefulness to receive what we're going to talk about today, which is the three wounds that masquerade as the money wound. So without further ado, let's dig in. So I can tell you that over the years, what I have found is that These three wounds show up time and time and time again insidiously, right? They're not obvious, but they show up insidiously in women who tend to struggle with money. I will tell you this was my own experience and it is my client's experiences on some level. What is fascinating about this is that it has nothing to do with how much money or how little money you earn, generate, make, like it doesn't matter, but there is this tendency to project it onto money. So let's get in. So number one is self-abandonment. Now, I did a whole podcast just on self-abandonment. I can't remember what number it is, but if it was like early on, we did a whole self-abandonment podcast. And I would say of all the all the podcasts that I've done so far, that one was one that I know women are listening to again and again, again, and again. And so I know there is resonance there with this. So the self-abandonment wound, Typically, in my experience uh, with working with women for many, many years, um, was taught indirectly to us as children. It is the socialization to be and do as we're told for the sake of other people's comfort, being polite, shutting down our soul-centered self, right? What we want, what we have to say, um, what pleases us in order to please another. And so when we are socialized out of our own pleasure, wants, desires, because it's polite to do so, right? Because we need to be socialized. We don't want to be rude. We tend to abandon ourselves. Now, this also happens when you, if you have a narcissistic parent and it's all about them and there was no room for you. And so, you know, if your household ran in a way where um, it was always about circling around one person's uh, needs being met and no one was safe, essentially. Um, and I mean that in all the ways of being safe, um, unless that person's needs were met, right? We learn to self-abandon. We don't even, we're not even on the map. There's, if we have felt abandoned in any way, emotionally, physically, neglect, right? These are all ways that we learn to self-abandon because what we've learned is to survive, and survival takes on a whole nother meaning in terms of we need to figure out how to get our needs met or to at the very least, right, get our needs met. So if, for instance, we are um in a family dynamic where it's not about us like ever, right? It doesn't matter. No one is there for us emotionally. We are, um we're sort of on our own. We... Right. What we do is we learn because we're wired for safety and connection. We learn that if we, if we do certain things or if we show up in certain ways, we go outside of ourselves to figure that out. What the other person needs, we meet their needs, which then feels like it's like a pseudo connection, right? It's like a pseudo connection, but it, fe- it's safe. Because we know we've made that person then happy and then we um, can, you know, can get some of what we need to feel safe, right? So we don't always get safety and connection. We are wired for those things and we figure out ways to do that, even if it means hijacking, you know, obviously our nervous systems are affected by all of this. And so that we'll get to that. So yeah, I feel like that's a big one in so many ways because if you're fawning, right? It's fight, flight, freeze, fawn. If you're fawning, you you're probably in self-abandonment. Right? Most likely you are in self-abandonment. You know, fawning is that people-pleasing, pleasing and appeasing for acceptance and approval. For safety, you know, if you've learned to do that or if you insidiously do that, right? So I think a lot of times when we're talking about these concepts, I want to make it very clear that I don't think people are obviously necessarily doing that. Some people might be doing it like that. But I think as we get smarter Uh, in terms of like we know more, right? We get more knowledge around a topic. We can check ourselves. But I also think what's really interesting about that is that we insidiously do it. Our subconscious does it in a way where we don't even realize that's what we're doing, right? So it's not so like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And how can I fix this for you? It's not like that. It's not like, I mean, it can be, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. It can be very subtle ways, right you get to be saying yes when we want to say no it could be like giving away time that we don't have it's stretching beyond our capacity right those are always okay so let's move on to the next one cuz i feel like that's pretty clear um the next one is the not enough wound okay so the not enough wound is tied to the core wound of unworthiness and I feel like this self-abandonment leads to this wound of not enoughness. And so because we obviously didn't, you know, we did not, we didn't, you know, get the memo. And now instead of moving in the world with sort of this wild abandon and um, permission to be more of ourselves, we've learned to be on guard and to read the room like, you know, a CSI behavior analysis. So, or analyst, you know, so we can figure out who we need to be to get it right, right? So when we do that, it's really about living from this place of, and not enough wound is also very insidious, but it comes in very different flavors. So the flavors of not enough is, I'm not enough, there's never enough, am I doing enough? Will it ever be enough? Um, when is enough enough, right? Like I just can't take anymore. And this idea of it's just no one else is ever enough, right? Like there's just, it's, and it's worthy. It like really is underneath this enough that there is a worthiness dynamic going on. I don't want to necessarily call it a worthiness wound, although it is true that, and I, I, you know, some people will say like, you know, they, they have these little zingy little things like your net worth is, you know, equates to your self-worth, you know, and I don't know about that. I'm not sure. Uh, I I haven't explored that enough within myself to really decide if I believe I I buy into that. Sometimes I feel like that could be true, but I don't necessarily. (laughs) I'm not gonna, I can't jump on that wagon right now. I do though believe that worthiness is in will or the lack of and the lack of the feeling of enoughness creates an energy Within yourself, that does vibrate at a lower frequency, which would then affect all that you attract. So, in that case, it would affect, you know, your money. And so, when we are dealing with this enoughness wound, you know, this not enoughness, you know, or enough worthiness wound, there is this layer around. Distrust, deep distrust in our belonging, right? Which starts in the first root chakra of belonging. I belong. So it's familial, could be generational. It also connects us to the earth, right? Like money and trust is all there. And so there is an abundance, right? There's a lack of abundance, but there's also a very lack of trust. Am I going to be okay? Does the universe have me? Can I trust that the universe has me? Can I trust that my family has me? Can I trust that my tribe has me? Can I trust that I'm good here on this earth, right? There's so many layers to this. And honestly, I feel like one of the only ways that I've gotten to the deep sort of understanding of what's happening in the subconscious is by really doing, going through it in this, um, way of using, um, somatic therapy experiencing and coaching. That has been the most potent and powerful way where, um, Clients have come to me like I just had someone come and do an info session, um, which was just so brilliant. It was just the most brilliant session. And the question she had at the beginning of the session, I said, "Are you coming today with any, you know, questions or what? You know, sort of what's up for you? What do you want to talk about?" And she said, "I want to know. I don't know what I want." She said, I don't know what I want. I need to figure it out. And I've been trying to figure it out. And she was spending months and months and months trying to figure it out. She doesn't know what she wants. And... By the end, I mean, the, I, I can't even go into all the twists and turns we took in her subconscious of the visions that showed up and these images that showed up for her and sensations that showed up for her, right? Because our body speaks in ways that are not just gut instinct. You know, people think, listen to your body, gut instinct, intuition, well- can I just tell you while those things are of course so potent and powerful and you know for most people that is like an open and shut case for body wisdom but the truth is is that your body is so rich I mean rich in knowledge in wisdom in this um in voice in power uh, in identity of who you really are what we came to was that this woman who is does money mindset work really found herself as a child looking out at the lawn, um, speaking and the joy in that for her was so potent and powerful. And it was like such an open and shut thing by the end. It was like, well, duh. And what's so interesting is, you know, this was a 90 minute session. So we didn't just get there. Right. Like, and there was lots of richness in between that. But what I'm trying to, I I guess, articulate is that it feels so duh and clear sometimes when we go in there, it's sort of like, well, well, this is so obvious, but it really isn't right. It's really not to the conscious mind because this worthiness wound, this enough wound is so makes everything so cloudy and so foggy. It's a big, it creates a struggle, a real, 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 real struggle. And I think when we get caught up in our identity of what we're doing we tend to have the desire to change it or pivot, and we can get really stuck in who we think we're supposed to be because now we've made our money that way, um, we've built our business that way, and it feels really scary to pivot to what we really want, right? Because we have that voice inside of us. It's like, who? who the fuck are you and why are you, you know, like, no, this is the path. Why are you changing it? So I think there's that. Okay, so let's go, um, let's move on to the third thing. So this leads to the third wound of living our lives based on the should. So I'm calling it right now the rule following to riches. And so the rule following to riches as as it shows up in the women that I work with are um, really, Being in this state of living our lives based on the shoulds and have tos and spending a good portion of our adult lives wondering why, why did I do everything I should do? I did everything right. Okay. And I'm unhappy and I'm unfulfilled and my nervous system is fried and I, what is wrong with me? I should feel grateful. I have everything I, I, you know, wanted or I should have, right? All these things and. If you're someone who's already made money, right, like you have money, you're afraid to change anything because you're afraid to lose it, right? Because now you've built this house on sort of sand and nothing feels really solid, but you feel like this is what you've invested all your time, effort, and energy into. And you don't feel like you can slow down, Um, but you know you can't keep up at the pace because you know that – clearly your body is breaking down, right? Emotionally breaking down, mentally breaking down. Um, And if you haven't made the money, there's this feeling that, you know, you should be farther along on the path. Maybe you over invested in things because of the not feeling good enough worthiness piece. You maybe go into shaming yourself. Either way, you're probably going into shaming yourself. You wonder if you need to, you know, either way it's the questioning of your purpose right do i follow my purpose can i make money in my purpose or can i leave my job right like there's so there's all this stuff around purpose can i be in my purpose and and survive and make money um and the worst part is is that you really sacrificed and traded in everything that maybe you desired in a lot of ways in order to make the money, right? Because someone told us that's how it's done or because you were in survival. You know, you were in total survival. Like you had to learn to survive early on. Maybe you self-abandoned. You clearly then, there was this not enough wound, right? Which all goes together. And then you had to survive to make the money. You know, maybe you had to get out of your house as a kid because it wasn't safe, you know, like as, as a young adult. Um, But it all goes back to that. And so it's exhausting and it's depleting and it is not prosperous. It's survival. And when we start to, when we learn that and we become wired for that, right, this is not the way we want to live. It's not, we don't want to do it this way. And we know somewhere deep down in us, there's got to be a better way because we see other people who have what we want doing what they love. Um, I want to share something, just a very quick story, which is that my daughter and I, she didn't want to go to school one morning. And I said, you know, I was sort of just like, you know, we were having this like morning conversation. I'm like, no, go ahead. The day is going to go by fast and be in the moment. And I'm like, she goes, you know, it's easy for you to say because you love what you do and you never dread going to work. And I thought, man, if that's the one thing that she has, you know that that has really been seeded in her in childhood. I feel super blessed, right? Because obviously owning a business has ebbs and flows and ups and downs and struggles and triumphs and it's a roller coaster, right? But um it's worth it if the message is mom never dreads a monday and mom loves her job and I never I'm never like, oh, like exhausted. I hate that I have to work. Um, they know that I love what I do. And so what a gift. Imagine growing up having a parent that loves what she does. Like I can't even imagine that. So so that is like I just feel really blessed for that. So um, when we're doing, you know, when we're doing – because you have the power within yourself to change this, right? All of this. This can all be changed. And I believe when we're doing money, body, mind work, right, or body, mind, money work, it's about slowing down and untethering ourselves from a lot of the ways we were socialized in order to really recover our soul aligned selves. That's what I believe. And my mission is for you to see all the ways you might not be in alignment So that way you can be in total flow, financial freedom. And so we do that by doing this body mind work. So, you know, making decisions from your soul self feels and looks very different than the shoulds and the shames you're living in. And that's the truth. So when we Start to, because all these wounds, what I have witnessed and experienced on some level, when we, when we look at the money wound, what we're really looking at is these three more common wounds that are masquerading as the money wound. Cause money's innocent and we project all of these wounds onto money. We project all of this onto money. And then that is our result. Our result is that, okay? So if you are someone who wants to do it different, who wants to explore, right, what it would feel like to really do this work in a way that we begin to heal through your own body wisdom, it will, so, you know, it will get you on track faster. Because we're going directly into the subconscious when we do this work. And the truth is, is that any mindset work that you're doing, it has to get into the subconscious in order for you to change paradigms. That's the way it works. Um, we're going to talk about that in another, um, episode, um, money mindset and subconscious work and how it works. But, um, but if you're interested in really, you know, doing the deep subconscious work, which is, like I said, mindset, money mindset work, but on a much deeper level, um, cause we go right in there. It is the thing that changed my life. It's the thing that changed my results. I mean, literally from poverty and spinning homeless, <laughs> like with two kids to being able to create a multi six figure business and obviously growing and now being asked to speak in all sorts of different places and, you know, uh, you know, finishing my book finally, which is like, it feels like a forever project, you know, so many different things. And so um, firsthand, I know it. And I've watched my clients, you know, really transform in a relatively short time. I mean, I've had one woman who said that in four and a half months of our work, she Got farther, you know, evolved, grew, you know, uh, had results that in an in another program, she spent a year and a half trying to figure out, and it wasn't working because you cannot figure this out in your conscious mind. it will not work, it won't work it's 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 like battling yourself with yourself. it's just so difficult. You know, and that's a lot of times when we do just mindset work, we're battling our conscious all the time. And while repetition is great because repetition is one of the ways that we get it into the subconscious. And that is very true and factual. Um, this is a, this is a, a more direct route that will actually rewire. So vibrationally you show up in, yeah, it just shows up. Com- you show up just completely different because you can make a different choice. Right. And so, and you're awake, like this isn't, you know, it's, it's a very, the process is very cool. Anyway, if you're interested in working with me, if you're interested in doing this work, what I want you to do is I want you to book an info call with me. It's complimentary. It's about 90 minutes. Um, and we will, uh, we'll feel into each other's energy, right? Because I, you know, we both have to feel on board. <laughs> we both need to be wanting to, you know, do this work together because it is just such intimate, beautiful work. And, um, and we get to, you get to have an experience, a real felt experience. And then we could talk about what that looks like moving forward, but I want you to really be able to have the experience because, um, how else will you know? Right. And being able to make decision. Right, walking my talk and not just teaching this, but I want you to try on like making a decision from that sense of regulation, from that place inside of yourself that is this deep wisdom. That's the place that I want you to make decision from because that's the place that's true and soul aligned. And that's a very different place to move from. And it takes some practice because when we've learned to do these three things over and over and over again as a way to be safe in our bodies, you know, we're embodying something very different right we're not embodying millions we're not embodying a soul-centered self we're not embodying you know truth for ourselves we're not embodying our wisdom we're actually we're not embodying wealth right we're embodying fear we're embodying you know like survival we're embodying something different that will not support us right to hold millions of dollars if that's part of what you want right in your life we won't that won't support multi-six figures it just won't right it won't You to get to six figures if that's like right. There's levels, you know. I've said this so many times new level, new devil, but it's so true. And so, um, you know, it's really about next level, you know, um, expansion. And we need to feel safe in that expansion. If you don't feel safe in that expansion, oh, we spin a little. So, okay, with that, I feel complete. I hope you feel complete after hearing this and, um, feel free to book a call. We have our link um, somewhere. I know we have, um, I think you could just go to, um, go to where you get Embodied Millions, click on it, and there's a link there. And if you need a link, find the link somewhere else, you could follow me on Instagram. Uh, Danielle Margraff is my handle, and there's a, uh, you could go right into my bio, and there's a link there, and it'll take you right to my booking, so you can book, um, your free complimentary 90-minute info session to have this very deep, powerful experience. I love you. Have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful week. We'll see you next Tuesday.